Hey everyone, it's The Building Code. Zach Watovich here. And I'm Charlie Burtwistle. How you doing today, Charlie? Uh, I'm doing well. Doing uh, well. You know what we still haven't talked about, so I you know, commonly like to bring up on the podcast that Zach and I work together outside of the podcast. We have real jobs, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, I'd love to get a poll. Um, you know, if somebody wants to comment and take my side here. I was in a meeting room and it wasn't booked at all. And <laughs> oh, like I checked. Let's I emphasize in. that. I walked in, I checked it. Nobody had it booked. I'm like, perfect, nice little spot for me to work. And then Zach comes in, knocks on the window real pretentiously, and was like, oh, I have this booked. And I looked, and he scheduled a meeting for like 9.15, and it was 9.15. I'm like, you can't just, you saw me in here, and you scheduled a meeting to come in. And then just promptly kicked me out of the room. And I haven't brought it up to him once because I wanted to wait to get the content <laughs> recorded. So Zach, I did not. You wanted a reaction on the I did hot not mic? appreciate that First off, ladies and gentlemen, let's lay out the office here real quick. Where office, where Charlie was located, was pretty far away from where we sit. <laughs> like and so feet. the way we schedule rooms is via Microsoft Teams. Ugh. Don't don't sue us for saying that word on air. And I looked, the room was available. I didn't know who was in there. Yeah. I walk Woody? just your podcast. I walk over friend. there and then I see it's Charlie and I'm like, well, <laughs> now first it's easy. off, I booked the room without yeah. knowing who was in there. But now that he's in there, what so. am I not gonna Walk in and say, no. hey, rooms, rooms to reserve, bro. I get it. I'm the the company uh, soccer ball. You can just kick me around anywhere. So um, I got that. I aired out. I'm glad we handled that. Yeah, very maturely. Now back to <laughs> Can this just be event? a thing like when we have office uh, monotony and it's just like, you know. Yeah, we like, vent it. We yeah, like, it uh, I was walking in the office and Zach was in front of me. He just didn't hold the door open for me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a very That's real <laughs> thing that might have happened. <laughs> All right, so today on the podcast, we have <laughs> a very amazing guest, someone who loves Builder Trend. We were talking a little bit uh, pre-show, and he messaged us about how excited he was, and, and I'll be honest, I'm very excited to talk to him. It's Adam Copenhaver out of Charleston, South Carolina. Have you ever been to Charleston? I have, one time. With really? My dad for his birthday two years ago. Really? was I've heard amazing things. I've never been. It was beautiful, and looking at uh, his website, uh, or Cope Grand Homes, their website, it's incredible. The homes obviously are insane, but also all the pictures of the beach and the shoreline and everything is fantastic. But I'm very excited to talk to Adam. I feel like he was referred by three or four different people at Builder Trend that have worked with him. He's done on-site, he's done training, he's working with us on custom reporting, uh, and the guy's just an absolute rock star. So we decided to have him on, talk about his business, how it's functioning today, how he got there, um, and really just dive into what makes Cope Grand Homes. Um, just you know. a classic building code episode, but you know, in a way that I love getting to talk to our customers and, you know, as a business owner, if you're listening to this and kind of seeing like what's going on in construction. So let's get Adam in here and let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, Adam, welcome to the building code. We're so excited to have you on today. We were chatting in the pre-show about, you know, you've been a long time listener. So, you know, we want, we want you to, to pull in everything you can about how big of a fan you are to the building code. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it'll be guys. It'll be easy. Charlie and Zach, thanks for having me. It's um, I, this is gonna be a lot of fun because I am a huge fan of Builder Trend, and it's every day, Saturdays and Sundays for us here. So I enjoy it. 
Yeah, you were a, an easy one to get as a guest. Normally, you know, we go through a, a whole list of people that we want to have on, and we had like three or four different people recommend you, uh, including our good friend Reese Barnes, who we were talking about beforehand. So if he's listening, huge shout out, Reese. Um, yeah. You better text tell tell Reese to check out your episode so that he knows what we talked about him. He'll love it. If you if our listeners, Reese Barnes sells our on site consultant. He's a bit of a character. He's got a big beard, and <laughs> you know, he's he's from uh, Central Nebraska, and, and he's just a big character. So I just love that you uh, already know him um <laughs> and you've yeah, done it on site with us and all that yeah it's hard not to love everybody on y'all's team i mean out of any other software i've ever used it's never been never been this easy to talk to people and get feedback and make some changes and revisions and learn how to do things that we haven't been doing the right way and so yeah reese has been fun to work with and then you know you mentioned on-site consulting which we just went through with chloe and she's she was a rock star so Yep, I great. love it. Well, not enough about us. Let's let's talk about your business and what you do. Tell us a little bit about Coke Grand Homes and, and your company and, and kind of just give us your story. We love to hear from our customers about, you know, typically your, your beginnings and how you kind of got where you're at. Yeah. So I guess a big part of our company is, um, well, it's 100% our team, which we've grown over the years. Uh, thankfully, we've, everybody's had a great market to be able to do so. But um, I've got a twin brother, Ben, and he and I grew up Pennsylvania, started tinkering and building stuff with our father, built a massive pole barn building behind our house, built a log cabin with one of our other friends' dads. And we got into construction really early um, and just kind of fell in love with it. Growing up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, with the Amish and those amazing craftsmen, it's hard not to get an affinity for that. And so that was that was the start. Ben took a um, a vocational route in in high school and got some experience there. I've got my exposure to that. We had a lot of builder, um, you know, uh, type of craftsman friends that we had around. And then Ben chose a, a four year degree in building science and construction management. Um, I chose architecture initially, and. Uh, I don't know. Thank, should I thank Uncle Jack? Uncle Jack, if you ever get to listen to this, he invited me down to Florida to his firm and we walked through and just a short story, sat down the other day. He said, hey, you know what? I brought you here. And I said, yeah, to share your architecture world. And he said, no, I brought you here not to be an architect. And so <laughs> he changed my path, which um, honestly is for the better, I think. So I ended up going uh, to engineering school and graduated with a, a degree in engineering, which for anybody that's interested in trying to figure out what they want to do in college, uh, I would say that engineering is one of the top choices. It was a degree in problem solving, regardless of what you do with that degree afterwards. You go into construction, be a builder, you know, land development, build roads, or work in hospitals. It works for all of them. Um, and so shout out to Penn State for that. They had a great education for me there. And um, after graduating school, Ben and I just focused on, we always knew we were going to have a business together. We always knew that we were going to be building homes. And um, so we agreed to go work for the smartest guys that we could find in the business. And uh, and we both did. And, and we did that. And um, I remember when Ben graduated, he said, where should I go? And I said, go to Charleston. I said, I'll see you there. Um, and my initial move out of Pennsylvania was to Virginia, work for some really bright, great guys there. Actually, one of them one of those owners in the company is with us now, which is, I mean, I'll get choked up if I talk in, in detail about Bud, but he's, um, <laughs> see, here I go. He's uh, an amazing blessing to our business. And um, it's pretty cool that after he retired, he decided that he wanted to come help us out, which is really cool. So worked with Bud for uh, 10 or 12 years. And then um, 
Ben had started Cope Grand with a blessing of mine in Charleston. And I said, hey, listen, when you need me, just let me know and I'll um, sell my house and be down. And he called me two months later and he said, all right, I need you. So I was put on the market and I moved to Charleston and we started uh, building seven years ago, I guess over seven wow. years ago in Charleston. And it's been a wild ride ever since. It's been, um, it's been a great learning process. It's been, I mean, just very motivating to do what we do and get to work with the people that we work with. And uh, I couldn't have picked a better outcome for what Ben and I had planned 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that is fun to watch it kind of all come together. Um, huge shout out Uncle Jack and, and Bud there at the beginning uh, yeah, there and you your go, brother. Yeah. So you moved down to Charleston seven years ago, started this business. Um, where is it at today? How have you guys kind of grown? Where do you primarily serve? Uh, what's your kind of uh, company look like? these days yeah so we serve the charleston market and um and now also the upstate of south carolina um which we can we can chat about that if you guys are interested in builder trends been a big part of being able uh for us being able to make that leap um to a location that's four hours away from charleston um so that area is the greenville area lake kiwi spartanburg area so we can chat about that if you guys are interested in how that relates to builder trend and, and how we do that but um but yeah, Charleston is our service area. We focus mostly on the beaches, um, the beach areas, um, which includes also downtown historic renovations. I think as a builder, we, I'll say it again, because I've said it for years and I hear it back again. Us, us builders are just fools with egos, right? We just love building beautiful things, regardless of whether there's money in it or not. And we're a glutton for punishment. And, uh, but the ego side of that is historic renovations. I mean, there's a number of our guys on our team that would take that historic renovation over a new house any day. And so we get involved with a number of those, which is always great. Um, and our team just started out with Ben and I uh, about seven years ago and very quickly just grew. We had um, one of our best friends. Uh, his father was a very influential individual in our youth, specifically in construction. And when Ben and I were dreaming about having our own company in Charleston, Rodney said, hey, I want to I want to be a part of it, too. So. We were six months into building houses or so, and um, he said, just let me know. We called up Rodney and said, are you ready? And there he was. Six weeks later, he moved down to Charleston, and he's been with us ever since. And so Rodney was employee number one, still with us to this day. Now we're up to 12 employees um, across our two divisions, um, and we've reorganized a couple times uh, through that. So we've got project managers, and um, we've got project coordinators, and we've got designer, and and our team is really focused into two divisions now. It's pre-construction and construction. Um, and that was a big shift brought on by the challenges that COVID gave to us. Um, and just a learning curve, right? The evolution of how do you continue to do this better? I was just talking to the team earlier this week and I said, guys, my biggest focus, you know, just laying in bed at night is thinking about how to be the smartest builder that we can be as an organization. How do we do it brighter? How do we do it smarter? How do we communicate better? because that is the echelon that we want to be operating at because we want to mitigate the Murphys <laughs> in our business, which I'm sure everybody else might be laughing about that now because they're cruel and they're everywhere and they're always looking to grab your ankle and stumble you up. And uh, so that's been a big part of reorganizing the team in the pre-construction and spending so much time on that side. Um, I oftentimes use the the analogy of dominoes. You really need to get all those dominoes set up either in a linear fashion or a very, you know, um, elaborate pattern. But if you don't get those things set up from the beginning at the right increments and in the right locations, 
you're going to find every single place that you're going to stumble upon. So it's been a unique adventure trying to make sure that all those dominoes are lined up so that when you hit that first one, everything falls into place. Now, the reality is in construction, they don't always fall into place, but uh, the more you do have in the right place, the, the better your opportunity for success is. And so we're focused on that. Well, wow. well, first off, I love that you're building like the Avengers of your friends for your, yeah. down in Charleston, South Carolina. I call them up. Yeah. And yeah like, hey, month. you got to get down here and you know, I need you. And it's like, hey, drop, everything drop everything and do it. Sell the house. Zach is the dream team. Yeah. Right? I love it. Uh, we I'm lucky enough to, uh, yeah, actually the Avengers is, is, does resonate too. But, uh, the, one of our clients years ago, we've, we've, got a number of uh, repeat clients. One of them is up to eight projects with us. Wow. And that's pretty fascinating in seven years, right? Um, yeah. And they are big time projects, historic renovations, battery project, oceanfront projects, those sort of things. And uh, so she came up with Dream Team Charleston. Um, and so, I don't know, some of our shirts actually have it on it. Um, oh, I, I can't that. brand that because I think it's important. Charlie's a but, big uh, t-shirt guy. Fools with yeah. egos. I was like, t-shirt? for sure for yeah. anybody that comes on the podcast <laughs> you know yeah. i love yeah. that and then we actually had one of our one of our architects that we use had just mentioned that a few months ago like he's trying to build team avengers and <laughs> we work with him a lot we work with the engineer a lot and he's like yeah we got the we got the avengers we're gonna go everywhere i said yeah that's great colin so uh, <laughs> great i'm not as, i'm not as funny I mean, as i thought is, i mean that is like the biggest i think item that you that a that a builder could focus on is just building as strong of a team of superheroes that you could possibly build. Um, and you know, what we've learned too is those people are worth their weight and, and some of them more expensive and, and that sort of thing. And, and so long as it makes sense for your client and your product and what level of fit and finish you're going to do, you got to go after those folks and you got to create an environment where they can grow and evolve and build along with you. And so, that's also been one of those things that we've learned, you know, we've, we've checked up a lot of areas and along the years, we'll continue to do that, hopefully smaller and smaller, but, um, but that's one of the things that's helped us remain strong and, and diligent and has given us the lasting staying power that we've had. In addition to that, doesn't just mean our team members that also goes into our subs and trades, you know, and in an environment where everybody is super busy, anybody can go to any corner of the block and pick up work. Um, and everybody wants to be more expensive, it's really difficult to maintain those relationships or maintain those, you know, those subs and trades that are great, except if you've got the most robust relationship. I remember in the beginning of COVID, I was talking to Ben and we went for two weeks, we went DEFCON 9. I was like planning, like spreadsheet planning. Okay, what happens next? Like, how long do we survive? And, um, and I think I didn't take quite a week off, but I had a lot of time to think about it. And then like two weeks into it, that phone just started blowing off the hook, like more calls than I've ever had. Um, and that lasted for a long time. I mean, it's still going on now to some extent, not like it used to be. But I remember talking to Ben and I said, Ben, you know what's going to happen? Everybody is going to get super duper busy. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have relationships with our subs, another builder is going to call on them and they're going to go do their job before they come to our job. The only way I think that we can retain them in the way that we want to is get to them first and give them certainty and security. Meaning, hey guys, we want you to know we've got a ton of work coming up. We can schedule you through Builder Trend. You can see all of our job schedules on Builder Trend. You can see when you need to be there. We can establish the budgets that make sense for you guys. You don't have to go take work on with another builder just to grow. 
um, and then find out that that builder's a jerk and he doesn't pay on time and he's doesn't use builder trends. So he's not organized. And um, you can just do that with us. We're incredibly organized. We're incredible communicators. And we've got enough work for you to grow your business at the same rate or more than, than what we're growing. You know, how does that sound? And that was a big game changer for us. We didn't lose a lot of subs or have to worry about that through through being all that busy. And actually our relationships, we should have done that five years ago. <laughs> you know, our relationships got so much stronger after that. So COVID has been a blessing for sure. Yeah. How long ago did you guys, uh, so obviously you have a, a team of all-stars and you have two locations now. How long ago did that second location kind of spin up? That one started up two years ago. Um, we had a client that we had met through Charleston and, um, interesting story that, uh, we had, she had talked about building her house on Lake Kiwi in the upstate, which is just outside of Clemson there, which props to Clemson. I love that area. And it was kind of, I'll tell you what, there's I'll, I'll probably talk about divinity a lot, but it was a divine thing that happened. And, um, they had asked us, Hey, would you come up to the lake and build for us up here there? And my initial feedback was, you know, thanks so much for thinking of us, but we really can't so, you know, four, four and a half hours away. Logistics, you know, can't do it. And I remember, I think our story is a little bit different, but I remember that that question being asked at least three times. And um, and we were um, had a good relationship with them and actually went to go visit the upstate on one of the holidays. And I remember she had taken me over to the property that she was interested in building the house at. And she just, I thought she just wanted to pick my brain because I offered to be a resource. Of course, hey, I'll help guide and coach and those sort of things. Um, and so we got over there and she said, Adam, what's it going to take for you to do this? And I said, well, <laughs> let's just think about that. Like, you know, let's just entertain the, the idea of that. And I said, it would take first me trying to recreate this bad to the bone team of subs and trades and suppliers and relationships that we've been able to build in Charleston, number one. And then after that, it takes a bad to the bone Avenger using that, right? An Avenger up here to help us manage it. And I would need somebody local that can be here full time because obviously I cannot be. And, um, and she said, okay, well, do you think you could do that? <laughs> Easy. No problem. Well, she probably heard all your other stories of, uh, yeah, I just called up my buddy and he was down here the next month. So it yeah, seems like, like a pretty logical next step for you. You've got more buddies. Just call them. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it was pretty interesting. So we, I said, okay, well, yeah, you know, you ask a builder to do something and anyone with an ego, right. Going back to that is going to say, yeah, I can do that. You know? <laughs> and so, I said, how about this? How about I, I try to put together that team? How about I start reaching out to some folks and um, and see where it goes? And I love aviation. And so I said, I use the analogy. I said, hey, listen, if we have, if I get down, if I get down this path and I hit a headwind, I'm going to try to course correct. And if I keep on hitting headwinds, I'll just, I'll kind of bail out. Um, but if I get a tailwind and this thing kind of works out, I'll do it under one, one um, request. I'd like you to continue to interview your other builders that you're interviewing and continue to go through that bid process. And I'm happy to join the bid process. And the other requirement was, I don't want you making a decision because I already know who you want. And I don't want that to be an emotional decision. I want your architect to make that decision. So you guys go ahead and review the, the quote and the bid and the proposal and that sort of thing all together. Let him make that decision. And, uh, you know, it, was, it must have been a great proposal because <laughs> we got we got the job and then it ended up being the second job and then it ended up being the third and the fourth and more and more and more. So. It, it is my goal to grow that division, just like Ben and I and the rest of our team have grown Charleston, which is just one small step, one relationship, one great project after another and not taking on too much that we can't handle. I love the mindset. I mean, anybody that like my reputation in the office, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, I'm a yes guy. Like, how do we make it happen? So I love that 
that that was your attitude and, and such adversity of like, this is four hours away. We know that finding subs that you trust to do the work is a challenge. We've had lots of, of guests come on and talk about that. So props to you guys. And there's this other unique angle that I think is something interesting about your business, which is kind of this focus on conservation and sustainability, which means you're kind of taking on additional challenges like of how you're going to go about your building process. I mean, what, 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 what's your kind of like, you know, perspective on eco-friendly building? Why do you adopt that mindset? I mean, what, how do you go about doing those things? No, I think, I guess it just comes, I'm a tree hugger at heart, right? There's, there's no reason to be wasteful. Um, the building industry is incredibly wasteful. So sustainability part about it is just being conscious about the materials that you're using and also making sure that those materials are friendly, right? Uh, friendly to the folks that are working with them, friendly to the folks that have to live into the house afterwards. And so there's a whole myriad of things that we could talk about here, but we'll maybe just skim the surface today. Um, it revolves around the materials, the way that they go in, who's working with those materials. We use a lot of ePay here in South Carolina for decks and exteriors and those sort of things. And those guys that are working with that and cement board, I'm pretty emphatic about making sure that they're using proper respiration to help protect their lungs from from those from cutting those materials. I'm at least asking them to turn their saw so that the wind is blowing all that in another direction. Which fortunately on the ocean front, we've got a lot of, of those windy days that we get to work with. But with those things, using low VOCs and, and that sort of thing, products that are more sustainable than the ones that are just creating a ton of waste. Um, really is on the eco side of things. And then with lumber, lumber's taught us a really big lesson. We've had, you know, everybody's shaking their head when I'm talking about lumber prices. Um, it drove me absolute bonkers just watching those things go. And it really didn't feel like to me, and I'm not going to get into the political side of it, uh, unless you guys really want to go there, about what drove all of that. But, um, but it forced us to be more conscious, too, about making sure that we weren't being wasteful with lumber. Um, number one for the cost, number two, because I'm a tree hugger and I don't want to be doing that. Um, so we've gone to that level of detail from the design and thinking about the materials that we're using. And then the other thing that we really focused on, I guess, more so in the past two years is indoor air quality. Um, their long-term indoor air quality, near-term indoor air quality, you've got um, high humidity in an environment that we build on Southeast, that sort of thing. And we have to be very conscious about not creating environments that could potentially grow mildew or there's that bad thing called mold and that sort of thing. So we we do a lot of spray foam insulation, which we may, means we make our houses like beer coolers, right? Um, we try to make them more energy efficient to save money and not be wasteful for the environment. And then the other part about that is when you do that, you've got to make sure that you're bringing in fresh air and you're, you're being conscious about that. Um, with that being said, we also take care of the COVID-related, virus-related, uh, pet dust, dander, those sort of things um, with um, systems like Remy Halo systems or Phenomenal Air systems. And if you guys ever have talked about that or the audience doesn't know what that is, definitely check out Remy Halo, definitely check out Phenomenal Air. There are two bolt-on systems that go into the HVAC system, literally bolt them right to the side of the ductwork. You, you plug them in and they will take care of dust, uh, potland, pet dander. They'll take care of a number of viruses, like 98, 99% of them. And they'll do that through ionization and UV protection. And so those ones go on a lot of houses that we build these days. And if I were selling that product, shout out to you guys. 
really big time shout out to you guys. If I was a salesman for you guys, I'd sell them for five or 10 times what you're selling them for because of the benefits that they would give to our homeowners and, and many props again. I certainly appreciate it. I've got two Remy Halo systems in my house, in my office here, and and I love them. Um, coming from my last house to this house, we've got two dogs, which are amazing. And those they're labs and they shed and they've got all this pet dander. I'll tell you what, I don't dust nearly as much as I used to. I mean, not almost not at all. And I still run the dry mop through the house because those things shed like crazy. But it's been remarkable. I've seen the difference. I've felt the difference. Those two systems are really great. Bang for your buck, through the roof. Um, if you're not using them or offering them, um, I'd recommend doing so. Um, I don't know many other people that talk about them. So it's one of those things for us that we we stay on top of design trends. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to technology and innovation. And I enjoy learning those things and trying them out in my own house before I you know, offer them to clients. And so, yeah, those have been um, some things that we've incorporated from a sustainability, healthier indoor air quality that that does return ROI 100% or beyond to our clients over the years. And we, we love making sure that we incorporate those into our, into our homes. Well, dang, do you have do you have a referral code? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you just sold me. I yeah, think no, we like, uh, you know, if you guys them. teach me how to do that stuff, uh, you know, maybe we should do that. Yeah. yeah, that's more of a question for our marketing team. We, <laughs> we... We're like, I'd, uh, yeah, I don't know. Backslash Charlie. It's, <laughs> it's a, it might it's work. a shame. I, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm a builder. I don't really know how to, you know, sell and market things or, you know, do all that. I just know how to be authentic and talk about what we do and the experience that we have. And, and that's always been enough for us. And so, yeah, maybe we should send it on to the marketing folks. Next month. <laughs> well, good. I mean, you build beautiful houses. I was on, Zach and I were on your website before we hopped on here and just in awe. Um, I, I do have to admit you have a, little bit of advantage just with your uh, surroundings. The location. A uh, beautiful house on a beach will always be a beautiful house in, uh, no in South Carolina. Um, I think, yeah, but I think the credit goes to our clients, you know, and, and the designers that we partner with and the architects that we partner with. Like, we enjoy having that team collaborative effort to bring it together. And, and yeah, sure, Charleston is a fantastic landscape. The upstate's a fantastic landscape to build in. Um, I, uh, I learned that you guys do website design um, recently, uh, earlier actually. And I was pretty engaged with that thought process or thought because we haven't updated our, our website in a while. And maybe some other builders are out there shaking their head, same thing. Instagram and the socials have been really good to us and so easy to upload our most current stuff that really is just falling to the wayside to upset, update our website. So yeah, it's there. I'd love for you guys to check it out and send some feedback. Please don't send me a bunch of emails. Hey, I'll build you a new one because I'm probably going <laughs> with builder trend for the next one. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's important to have that. Thanks for the kudos on that, but it, it really is due to our team and, and the rest of the partners we got. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I love your passion. I can just feel it. Like, even though, you know, this is over zoom. Yeah. You're I'm getting, getting me, fired I'm up. I'm so fired up right it's, now. It's, it's Friday <laughs> at three 30. I was planning on being done after we recorded here. I might go back yeah. up to my desk and crank out some work. Yeah. Hit the tableau. Yeah. You hit know, the tableau go after sure. it. Um, what, one thing I wanted to ask you, you're so introspective. You have such interesting story. I'd be really curious to kind of talk a little bit about any advice for someone who's like a newer business. They're trying to get to your success, you know, what is some, there's a, you know, your number one thing of like looking back on what you've done over the last seven years and really your construction career that you could tell someone who's maybe newer to builder trend or newer to the construction industry of, you know, how do I grow my business? I really think with that, I would encourage everybody to start with themselves. Um, it takes a deep dive into understanding whether or not you've got the personality and the work ethic and thick enough skin to be in the building industry. 
Um, and here we are all shaking our heads, like no doubt. Um, and if you can't do that with um, 100% honesty, super higher integrity and an ethic moral, moral code, you just, you don't belong in this business, like hands down. And I know there's a number of folks that um, don't have those attributes that are in there, which is why we oftentimes find that there's, you know, these poor stories out there that um, didn't work out with relationships through the build and that sort of thing. So if you can't start there and just don't do it. Um, and if you, if you don't feel like you have that yet, then certainly do some outside focus on that and work towards it. I've learned that the, the, the more authentic that you can be, um, the more relatable, um, when you share your experience, understand your blind spots, share those and have humility when you make mistakes and, and, and own up to those, um, as a builder, you've got to have the financial wherewithal and, um, and bank account to make sure that you can cover your mistakes. Okay. It's never, we've never made a mistake and passed it on to our clients and I'll never do that forever. Um, for us, it's just, that's the biggest way to destroy your relationship and your brand in the market. So yeah, sure. We've made no shortage of mistakes, just like everybody out there. And if somebody says that they haven't done it, you know, they haven't built a builder long enough. <laughs> um, and so I would say that not just one thing, but I would say if, if it is one thing, start with yourself. There you go. I love that answer, especially because I feel like your perspective of someone who, you know, started or helps form this business and found it and is fairly new in the grand scheme of things. We have a lot of people that have been on here that have been in the building industry and at the company that they're at for, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, I guess since this, we work at Builder Trend, this is Builder Trend podcast. I'm curious when you founded this business, uh, how long until you adopted Builder Trend and kind of what hole were you trying to fill with a, you know, a project management estimating software? Yeah. So I knew that from the beginning, from the onset that we were going to need a software to manage our business. Um, the, I guess it really came from, and this is a story about Bud again, but uh, when I worked for Bud, I, I remember going to visit him and saying, Bud, our software, we just really need to replace it. Like, give me, give me a month. I'm going to go back up to Penn State. I'm going to build a team and we're going to, we're going to build a software around our company that really serves us rather than you know, us trying to figure it out and we can't change those big software companies, those sort of things. So in our data age, let's go ahead and just build it. And I remember him asking me a very important question and um, this will stick with me forever. He said, Adam, why would we replace our software? And I went through it and he said, well, have you read the manual? And I said, yeah, you know, and he just completely shut me down with that. Have you read the manual? Well, if you don't know how to use our software yet, why should we replace it? And uh, so it was, uh, you know, kudos to Builder Trend because that's what I would have built back then. Uh, absolutely, a, a, a platform just like this. Um, it has been a, it's had a dramatic impact on our business. I, when I talk about it with our clients, you know, we go a lot into the client portal, but I call it, I call it our online filing cabinet. Um, anything that's related, project related, selection related, communication, plans, invoicing, um, all the documents, all the photos, everything is at their finger touch, you know, on their phone, on their tablet, uh, on their computer. And it's a, the most amazing communication tool for bringing together 50 different companies um, to build a home. And so how else could you do that trying to manage your business through smart sheets, spreadsheets, you know, emails? It's just, um, if it's not on one platform, it's not as efficient as it could be. So yeah, there's a lot of things I love about Builder Trend. Um, let's see. 
And there's a lot of favorites. Holy smokes. Um, I think just being able to go on there and find all the documents related to the project is probably my number one resource that I use most often. Absolutely budget management and being able to track costs and see them and not have to worry about going to talk to your accountant about things is a significant advantage. And I would say my other favorite thing is our job site photos. Our job site photos, we end every job probably 2,000 plus photos from inception to completion and on. And we go back to those photos all the time. And our clients absolutely love them. Maybe 60% of our clients are from out of town. So you, you can imagine they can almost be here daily when we're putting up those all those photos and having discussions about those photos. And if there is something that's not right, uh, a color of a tile or something else that shows up in that photo, well, holy smokes, you don't need to wait till the whole entire bathroom's done to realize right. that now yeah. we realize it right in the instant and we can make a change on it. So yeah, it's actually added a ton of value to what we do. It's been a huge resource for our clients and our sub base. And, uh, I'll tell you, I, uh, you know, props to you guys. I will, I'll say this for every other, you know, most of the people that listen to podcasts probably are builder trend users, but those folks that are not, um, if you're not using builder trend yet, you are stuck way behind the times because, I truly believe that builder trend is going to be the dominant software forever in, in our building industry, the rate at which you guys evolve and the rate at which you make changes to help benefit us, the, the rate at which you receive and make those changes from our feedback has just been phenomenal. Wow. We need to clip that and put it everywhere. Marketing team. I was going to say, make yeah, the rounds. Yeah. yeah. Given yeah, Reese really a run is, for his really money. Yeah, Reese. Yeah, Reese really did a number on you, Adam. He really. Yeah. Well, what Reese helped me out with was Reese introduced me to our on-site consulting. Chloe Hyatt. Um, yeah, Chloe Hyatt. Props. Yeah, she was great. At yeah, least you didn't uh, have to. Uh, Zach used to be an on-site consultant, so be uh, be thankful you got Chloe and not him. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but I horror stories the there. <laughs> but now, the, hey, the. the I'll jump aside that the onsite consulting just really took us to the next level too. Um, you know, you, you, it goes back to Bud telling, you know, asking me to read the manual. Um, their builder trend has so many deeper levels of integration and you can use it. I, I think I can use it the right way, but actually the way that it's been designed was meant to be used a different way. Um, you know, being, uh, using humility and being humble, we, we are transitioning to POs, which, I'm sure folks can be like, what? You're not using POs? Um, it's just been something that we didn't have to use for so long, but realizing how many other benefits it has from using POs um, across the system has been a big game changer for us. And without on-site consulting guys, we wouldn't be using POs for years and years and years. So again, it's it's getting that extra degree of, of service from you guys, which has been invaluable to us to make sure that we knew where our blind spots were and we could do something with it. So. Yeah. And as a data guy, um, yeah, using POs opens you up to a ton of really, really cool reporting, um, projecting out your cash flow and things like the that. Custom reporting. Yeah. We're getting involved with the custom reporting. Uh, I knew he was going to slide it in there. He couldn't <laughs> resist it. Yeah. I, you know, that, that has been a burden of mine. I'm sure this will also resonate too, but I've got this big old spreadsheet keeping track of all of our cash flow. Oh, yeah. and it wasn't too long ago, maybe several months ago, where you guys were talking about, some new modules that were coming out, new services. And I literally was out in my yard doing yard work with my, my ear pods in. And I was like, wait for it, wait for it. And then you guys said cash flow. And I said, Yahtzee. <laughs> Where do I sign up? I did it. Yeah. 
So, um, so no, I think that's been a big, uh, or will be a big game changer for us too, because if there was a, uh, it is difficult to track cash flow. It depends on what level you're at and who's doing it for you. But again, if you can integrate that into the software that you're using and it becomes mindless and unconscious and you just get to go on there and see the dashboard, I mean, holy smokes, like that's amazing. You get to make better decisions with data. Um, so Charlie, props for being a data nerd. Hey, there you go. Men lie, women lie, data doesn't. Um, and t-shirt or is yeah. that already submitted? I think that was, yeah, I've, I've submitted that one before. We um, have, we have Nicole on us with us and our, she's our, our, uh, new, uh, podcast producer. And so we, she's here in case, you know, Charlie has t-shirt ideas, we can make it happen. So, oh, all right, Adam, we are running up against time. Uh, and it's been fantastic talking with you today and, and everything that you do as a business. Is there any last, you know, um, pieces of things that you wanted to touch on today here on the building code? No, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I hope that this um, this po- I get a I get a ton of information from your your podcast guests. You guys are great interviewers, great great questions. So keep up the good work there. I hope that I was able to do the same and be a resource for a lot of our listeners. If if they ever want to reach out to me and say, hey, Adam, what mistakes did you make, or how can I fix this? I'm happy to entertain folks. You guys can message us or whatever on Instagram. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Just like I tell my clients, if I don't answer when you call me. Don't worry. I'm with somebody just like you or I'm with my my family and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But I genuinely really do appreciate being a resource for folks. And for those folks that are not resources for other folks, if you don't have builder buddies, go find them. Um, And I encourage folks that don't want builder buddies to have builder buddies because this trade can be so much more powerful and useful and valuable if we do share what we're doing. It's not unique. we all go through the same things. We all, it's a business that we all have to run. And so I appreciate my builder buddies. You know, they're amazing. I wish I had even more of them. I'll never have enough. But um, if you guys need one, if anybody needs one or anybody has any questions about the things that we do, I'm happy to be a resource for them and help out. Love that. Well, thanks a ton again, Adam. This was, you, you did, you lived up to it. You, you were a fantastic guest. <laughs> we really enjoyed having you on uh, and looking forward to our invite out to Charleston to, uh, come visit you sometime <laughs> yeah. well, well here it is here it is Charlie. you guys are invited to charleston come check it out hang out i will probably put you to work while you're here we'll talk Do about it. we'll get further into builder trend you can show me what i'm doing wrong there's not too many things left we're, we're executing pretty well but uh great place to hang out great place to visit and uh and live too so um so the invites there just bring some of those t-shirts with you can do that's a, that's a fair trade <laughs> Thanks again, Adam. Yeah, Adam, you're always welcome back. It was fun. I appreciate it. See ya. Mr. Charles Burwistle, we just had Adam from Copen Grand Homes. Amazing episode, amazing interviewer, uh, someone who just like, I just love his passion. And you hear, you feel it a lot from our guests. You know, they really take their, their, their industry so serious. It's so near and dear to their heart. I always just just kind of gush. And I'm not really an emotional person, but when I hear people talk about these things, it really gets to me. And I've, I've talked about it before, but I just love the stories of these, these small business owners making a difference in their communities. And Absolutely. it's just so cool. What are your takeaways? Yeah. Well, I was, um, excited to meet Adam because I had heard nothing but great things about him and he definitely lived up the hype. I also, I'll be very curious to see how our editing team does this because we talked to them for another, we have so much content 20 minutes after we officially stopped the, uh, the, the interview. <laughs> good luck editors. <laughs> but it was good stuff. So maybe we mix some of that in there. Um, but no, it, it was cool. Um, I, I definitely get 
why they're able to grow at the scale that they do, why they're able to open up new locations. Uh, you know, they not only get building houses, but they get how to run a business and they get how to be genuine, real people. And yeah, just a pleasure to talk to. So, um, yeah, fantastic episode. I thought, yeah, I mean, it's just a testament to builders like, like Adam and others and people we've had on the building code, just doing amazing work, doing amazing things, uh, really focusing on their own customers. He got into the builder trend side as well, which I loved, you know, I, I wanted to ask him and I didn't get a chance. And maybe if we bring him back on, I'd love to dive deeper. And it's like, what was the implementation like? You know, I'm sure he had to make some changes in order to make it work for him, but it right. really shows the investment to do that change management paid off in big dividends. And, and now he can't even imagine a world without Builder Trend. And and that's what gets me excited is we kind of have this mission to change the world, change the way the world builds. And and Adam's a, a testament to that that mantra that we kind of preach around here. And and we'll have future guests and and that you know probably say similar things, but it never gets old for me to kind of hear from their side of the 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 perspective as the builder. Yeah. And, and it's funny because he mentioned custom reporting and I, I always try not to dive too deep into you data rabbit yeah. holes. But were you talking to someone the other day? I was listening. I was like, I thought this was going to be 45 minutes of you talking. Yeah, about <laughs> exactly. But his cash flow report that he's talking about is funny because I pulled it up before the interview because our team is building it out. And I was like, oh, he's not using purchase orders yet. So he doesn't have any costs mm. uh, in this cash flow report. And then during the interview, he's like, oh, yeah, we're just starting to roll out purchase orders now. It's like this new feature that we're adopting. And he's going to be able to have like this beautiful dashboard of exactly where his cash is going and when and forecast that out. Yep. And so even like this deep into his builder trend life cycle, I thought it was cool that they're still finding new value and doing new things um, all for the data. Love it. All, we do it all for the data. All for the data. And T-shirt idea. We, <laughs> we had a few good ones this episode. Yeah, we're, we're early on a roll on the T-shirts. And another thing you mentioned, which segues really, really nicely into next week's episode, is I was he, just about to plug it. Oh yeah, I beat you to it. <laughs> he he cares. You mentioned he cares about his customers and the experience they're having. We are having someone from the Builder Trend customer experience team come on the podcast for another mini sode. This is the one you're not going to want to miss. Uh, he sits right right beside Zach. So if you enjoy Zach and I's banter, I'm sure that there will be some Scott and Zach banter um, as well, too. So Which, that's that's a that's a rabbit hole. Nobody's ready for <laughs> But he's going to be talking all about how we get customer feedback, how we use it to change the product and how we're, you know, really a, a customer first organization. So check us out next week. Like, review, subscribe uh, and have a fantastic day. This is The Building Code. I'm Zach Watovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. We'll see you next time. Bye.